about anything, I am responsible, and I'm not going to let you suffer because of what you have done for me. Goodbye, my darling, Marsha. What does she mean by saying she's responsible and not letting you suffer because of what you've done for her? Mason asked. Major Winnett's manner was uneasy. My marriage was not exactly in accordance with the wishes of my mother. I went ahead with it despite her objections. Spoken objections? Certainly not. Yet your wife knew of them. Women feel many things without the necessity of words, Mr. Mason. I want you to find her and straighten things out for her. And then report to you. Certainly. Mason shook his head. For a moment there was silence, broken only by the faint rumble of traffic and the breathing of Mason's client. Then Major Winnett said, Very well, do it your way. When did your wife leave? Last night, I found this note on the dresser about midnight. I thought she had previously retired. Is there any reason why your wife would have been vulnerable to what we might call an outside influence? Absolutely not, if you mean blackmail. Then tell me why your wife wasn't free to come to you with her troubles. I don't know, unless it's on account of my mother. What about her? My mother is a very unusual person. When my father died a dozen years ago, mother stepped in and took charge. She is living in a bygone era. She has uh, old-fashioned ideas. The properties, Mason asked. Not so much the properties as, well, class distinctions, the aristocracy of wealth, and that sort of thing. I think she would have been happier if I had married someone more in our own set. Who, for instance? Oh, I didn't say any particular person, Major Winnett said hastily. I know you didn't. That's why I'm asking you. Well, perhaps Daphne Rexford. You think this caused your wife to leave? No, no, not directly. My mother has accepted Marcia into the family. Whatever may have been Mother's ideas about the marriage, Marcia is now one of us, a Winnet. Then suppose you tell me what you mean when you say not directly. Marcia would have done anything rather than subject me to any notoriety because she knew how my mother felt about that. You see, Mr. Mason, we live in a large, rather old-fashioned estate surrounded by hedges with our private bridle paths, high-wire fences, locked gates, no trespassing signs, and all the rest. The more the world moves in a way that meets with the disapproval of my mother— the more she tries to shut that part of the world out from her life. Anything unusual happened within the last few days? The lawyer asked, probing his client's mind. A burglar entered our house Tuesday night. Take anything? Mason asked. My wife's jewelry? Valued at perhaps twenty-five or thirty thousand dollars, although I don't suppose a person could get that for it. It had been insured at fifteen thousand dollars. Had been? Mason asked. Yes, my wife cancelled the insurance as it happened only the day before the burglary. Major Winnett glanced almost appealingly at the lawyer. Cancelled their insurance, Mason said. And then twenty-four hours later the burglary took place? Yes, and you failed to see any connection between those two facts. I am certain there is none, Major Winnett said hastily. My wife's reasoning was absolutely sound. She had carried this insurance policy and paid high premiums on it while she was living in apartments and hotels, because she wanted to keep her jewelry with her and wanted to wear it. But when she married me and came to live in Vista del Mar, it seemed hardly necessary to continue paying high premiums. Tell me more about that burglary and why you didn't report it to the police. How did you know we didn't report it to the police? Your facial expression, Mason said dryly. Well, that was purely on account of the fact that my mother... Well, you know, the newspaper notoriety and... Tell me about the burglary, Mason said. Major Winnett spoke with the rhythm of a man who is carefully choosing his words. I'm a sound sleeper, Mr. Mason. My wife is not. On Tuesday night, I was awakened by the sound of my wife's scream. What time? 
I didn't look at my watch at the time, but I did look at it a few minutes later, and as nearly as I can place the time, it was around quarter to one. How long had you been in bed? We retired about eleven. And you slept until your wife screamed. Well, I have in the back of my consciousness a vague recollection of a swallow crying. Mason raised his eyebrows. You are, of course, familiar, Major Winnett went on hastily, with the famed swallows of the mission of San Juan Capistrano. Mason nodded. The nesting place of those swallows is not confined to the mission. They get more publicity at the mission because they leave on a certain day and return on a certain day. I believe that the time of their return can be predicted almost to the hour. A very unusual sense of keeping a calendar. How they are able to return year after year. And you have some of those swallows at your house, Mason interrupted. Yes, they are a nuisance. Their nests are built out of mud and are fastened to the eaves. Our gardener knocks them down as soon as he detects the bird's building, but in case one of them eludes his vigilance and the nest is built...